drinking with the Jackets fans. Y'all know what that sound is. That sound is us starting, and that's with us opening up a crispy beer. Um, as you find folks do know, this is a power hour. You can participate or you can't. It's, a, it's up to you. Um, I'm here with uh, Chase Randolph, a.k.a. Wasty Randolph. Uh, Wasty, what are you drinking today? JP, I got myself a Dale's Pale Ale tonight. Mm. I actually copied you, and I've got a Mick Ultra. Uh, this one has lime and prickly pear cactus infusion, so it's good on the golf course and pretty shit everywhere else. So uh wanted to say we have a special guest today. That's uh, Cedric Griffin. Cedric, what's going on, man? Nothing much, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you hopping on uh, to many Jackets fans. Uh, your name is, you know, well known as well as some of our other ones. But uh, uh, to those active in the, uh, especially Yahoo uh, Rivals uh, forums, pretty well known. But wanted to connect everybody uh, in with you and uh, wanted to ask, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are, when you play uh, at Tech, uh, what do you do now? Um, again, Cedric Griffin. Uh, I played 2006 through 2010. Um, currently in the trucking business, and um, like I said, I'm a Yellow Jack fanatic, man. Uh, Georgia Tech did a lot of great things for me, so uh, I always, you know, try to show my love, you know, whether you know through the sports or you know actively on campus or whatever. That's what we love to hear. We love to hear people giving back. Uh, time and, and and love and shared uh passion for the jackets so that's what we're all about too uh chase i don't know if you want to hit him with uh, the next one yeah sure so said tell us a little bit about your recruitment i know you're telling us you're from south carolina which is where i live uh so what, what was your recruitment coming out of high school and was, was georgia tech your top pick or is that just how did it shake out so well of course the Smiling faces, beautiful places, the great state of South Carolina. Um, <laughs> so recruitment is kind of slow. Uh, I guess it's not kind of like robust how it is now, you know, with the digital age. So um, going into my senior year, I had an early offer from Maryland. Um, but I was getting interest from teams like North Carolina, Tennessee. Uh, but I you know, had pretty much like every other FCS or G5 school kind of secured. There was, but I, I felt my talent was made for the uh, P5 level. So um, kind of went through the whole senior year. Uh, it wasn't until I played in the Shrine Bowl. And, you know, we had – it was some great competition. There. I, know, I know you guys remember Hakeem Mix and Brandon Spikes on that uh, Florida National Championship team. Yeah. It's a lot of great talent. And um, and um, I had, we were one of the top performers at the Shrine Bowl that year. And that caught the attention of uh, Georgia Tech coach uh, Brian John Marie, my linebacker coach. And um, – Kind of went from there, you know. I, uh, of course, you know, being from South Carolina, we knew about you know Joe Hamilton, and of course, you know, watch, back in the day, watching Jefferson Jefferson Pilot Sports. So I, you know, I just see the Clemson and you know Woody Downsland versus Georgia Tech type, type game. So I've always known about Georgia Tech, but um, you know, one of the things that sold me on Georgia Tech was the you know the opportunity to, to get the best of both worlds. I mean, I, I knew what it was academically, and I knew what it you know could be. Uh, on the football stage and so and it also helped that I had family here my uncle was uh, a detective on the uh, Fulton County so I had family here so I had yeah so I had some comfortability you know in the whole process so it just kind of it was a perfect storm actually so I came actually did my old official visit on my birthday weekend 
So um, with Philip Wheeler and those guys, they treated me like I was already on the team. So it was, at that point, it was just an easy decision. So yeah. um, like I said, because after that point from the Shrine Bowl, I was, I had like, uh, who was at the time? Uh, John Chavis, who was, I believe, was at Tennessee, the D.C. I had like people calling me like, hey, man, we want to get you on campus. We want to get you on campus. But, you know, after that weekend, I was like, I think this is where I need to be. So that's how I end up a Yellow Jacket. Philip Weaver's a good uh, good host right there, <laughs> especially if you're a linebacker, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's a he's a, a different dude, man. Philip is so cool, man. But yeah, he he showed me a lot, man. Showed me the you know Atlanta experience, you know, along with uh, Tashar Choice and uh, who else was there? K. Michael Hall at the time. So they they showed me a really good time. Yeah, and I guess that was like during the uh, Tenuti years too, right? Yes, yes, yes. That was in uh, the middle of the Tenuti years, man. Boy, it, the stories about that guy. That was uh, George O'Leary was the coach, right? No, no, that Gailey. was Gailey. Yeah, Gailey. the Chan man. Chan man. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Ga- yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm getting my coaches mixed up. Yeah, I'm not that old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I guess if you're a young linebacker. Yeah, Phil Weaver. Or Phil uh, Wheeler. Yeah, I know. Uh, sleep deprived. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Wheeler, you know, hosting you. That's that's something to, to, to at least catch your attention. Um, right. Yeah, that's freaking cool. Um, <clears throat> well, we just had uh, clean old-fashioned hate. Um, you know, and, and we talked – we've already talked about it a little bit, how, you know, you're big on JOL, you, you're, you're active, um, you know, with a lot of fans – what did you think of Key and this year's effort? I know you did a coach couch already. I uh, when I was changing a diaper and, and doing a feed, I read, you know, what you did through it. Uh, but uh, what what do you think of uh, the effort that you know was last week? Man, I, I mean, if we got that effort, all twelve games, we will probably be preparing for an ACC championship game right now. I mean, of course, I, I'm not a moral victor guy. I would never try to sell you on, you know, losing is cool. But that was a great, you know, launching pad, in my opinion. That should be a great launching pad for this program, you know, uh, to play Georgia. Not just play Georgia, but, you know, we we look like we belong. We we yeah. did pretty well in the trenches. Like, we moved those five, four and five stars, those guys that, you know, we – Said we want to cover it. We the type of talent we want to get, and we we stood toe to toe with them and had our way with them. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm very pleased with the progress of the program. Um. You know, as we talked about, this was a foundational year, and to have that as your foundation, that that type of game, it, it bodes well for the future. Mm. I think we talked to uh, Dennis Andrews. No, was it Dennis Andrews? I can't remember. No, it was maybe Lee Hiles, maybe two episodes back. Tech's always got one game that they shouldn't lose a year, and then some that they come out swinging. You know, we got to see some of that this year. It was it was kind of like a throwback Tech year, but it it was good to to have that. You know, I, I don't know. At least the familiarity of Boston College was kind of bad, and Bowling Green was awful to be there. But you know, we actually had some some good performances, especially towards right. The yeah, and I can't I can't explain it honestly, man. Because uh, trying to think of my years, like what were those games like? Um, Let's see, 
like oh nine. Yeah, yeah. My, my Miami. Yeah. And that and and I guess that's one of those games. He's like, uh, that's when they was playing in um Oh the Orange Bowl, right? Not the I played in the Orange, but that was 08, but um uh, 09 when they still had the baseball field, the infield. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> I still have scars on my leg from that game. <laughs> like that it, the dirt was like so hard. It was like playing on concrete. And then you know it was just kind of like an obscure team, you know. I just, I just like vividly remember uh, looking at the scout report, and it was like, you know, hey, you know, um, we, we're going to focus on this guy right here. We don't have much tape on him, but uh, he's from the basketball team. Uh, he's about six seven. He's a good athlete. Uh, he go by the name of Jimmy Graham. So you make sure <laughs> that you just, hey, you're going to be covering him this uh, weekend. I'm like, okay, whatever. So then. Eventually, he became the Jimmy Graham. So yeah, it, that's one of those games. You know, we thought we was like, yeah, we we this should be a cupcake, and they they put something on us that night. And I think UGA that year too. Like we were feeling really good about you know go against Joe Cox and what they had to offer. And oh, uh, yeah. they, yeah, it, that was one of those games. Like, how, like we kind of go back. Like, how did we lose that? Like, yeah. So yeah, I, don't, it, I don't know. I don't know why it's, it's there, but. Ty, right, you got some good ones. I was gonna hit on this, but I'll let Chase get the next one. Yeah, so we know we talked about us moral. You know, we don't like moral losses. You know, we don't like taking pride in losses. But I think we all do agree that that was a good performance. Um, yeah. But you had the pleasure of actually beating the dogs um, while you were at Tech. So tell us a little bit about, about how that was like. Technically, because well. That game was was frustrating for me because the game prior Miami, uh, I got my MCL torn by friendly fire, oh, so I didn't man. actually get to, I didn't actually get to play. So I'm sitting on the sideline, standing on a bleacher, you know, like man, I knew I could help. Like and just seeing us go down, like, but man, just being a part of that was something special because, like I said, we knew we had the talent. Like yeah, like just seeing guys like you no. Know, you know, Morgan and Derek and Dwyer, like, I I think people really don't understand. I mean, I guess now we kind of, you know, we some time has passed, but those guys were different. And, and you don't see too many athletes, like even like Georgia Hill or, or whoever, Ohio State, you, you like those type of athletes are special, like one in, in a generation. Like, I, I tell people now, like, you know, I know – Derek and he was, you know, one of the great passers I've seen. But like just pure football players, like Morgan Burnett is like one of the best I've ever seen. Like I, I you can put Morgan in any position and he will excel at like I really never seen anything like Dwyer. Like mm-hmm. he was legit two twenty five. That's I mean oh eight Dwyer. It was like legit two twenty five and will blow by you. So he will embarrass you. So I just you just never see that type of talent, man. So yeah. I guess so I mean being a, go ahead. You know, no, you, I don't mean to interrupt you. I mean, you think about all those pro careers even after college and all the success y'all had from 08 and 09, especially, right? Like what yeah. Morgan Burnett played it for the Packers for like what? Almost yeah, a, it was like almost a decade. It was like yeah. eight years, then he finished a career in um Cleveland, I think. But yeah, I'm like just you know. God rest his soul, you know, Demarius, man, you know, he was, you know, before the injuries, like, he was, like, on the cusp of, like, potentially 
Hall of Famous, like type. Like he was putting up huge numbers, especially when he got with Peyton. Like I'm pretty sure he had like five consecutive seasons, like what, 12, 1,300 yards, you know, like so he was he he was putting up like some insane numbers in the in the league. Yeah. So I think uh me and my buddy got to see Peyton Manning speak at a a nuclear conference uh back when I worked for the nuclear industry. Uh and he he talked about actually Bebe, which is the funniest thing. Uh, I, I forgot what he said. Oh, they they were reviewing film or whatever, and uh, Peyton already had that commercial. Uh, Nationwide is on your side, and uh, I forgot they did some play. Or, you know, the reviewing a play, and, and Bebe whispers behind his ear, "18 just fucked it up again." <laughs> some <laughs> shit like that. He told that story though on the stage. I died laughing. I thought that was cool as hell. <laughs> Yeah, man. He, yeah, they're kind of. Uh, he was a he was a quiet guy, but like saying yeah, he yeah. had that little you know, those you know, witty little one liners like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, him and Calvin both both pretty quiet guys, but. Yeah, it was, tore it up on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one, man. That's a that's an animal. Like <laughs> he he kind of like defied physics, man. Like you, you got a creative player that can do everything that. You know, you expect a five ten running back or slot receiver to do it is some like some of the catches you seen on the highlights don't even compare to some of the things I've seen at practice. Like like Tanuta was like an intense dude, you know, you know, five mile cussing. Like he like he blew Tanuta away. Like he was like, whoa, like he like Tanuta was like one of the guys when he like give you a compliment or anything like that, man. He was just kinda of tough and he would just blow Tanuta away. Like, whoa, like like what? Like wow, that was a fucking great catch or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah, man. It just, I, yeah. I'm just glad that I can tell the story, man. I played with Calvin Johnson. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so and it's awesome. cool. And just there's something cool I get to say, man. And, and they, and like I, I get to tell my girls, like, you know, I don't, I don't bring it up much, man. But I was like. Hey, that guy playing the NFL. And I'm like, hey, Calvin, he come up there. Hey, what's up? I said, I don't really know you. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I played, yeah. So, yeah. I was okay. I was decent. I got on the field. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of awesome, we need to drink another beer for the listeners. Another one. Well, cool. I think that segues us into the next question, kind of. Um, you know, you talked about Tanuta, you know, being blown away by even – uh, the great Calvin Johnson, but uh, what was like the biggest change? You know, we're, we're going from, uh, I hate to say his name, Jeff Collins to uh, coach key transition. You got to go through, you know, the Chan Gailey years and Tanuta into Paul Johnson's first year. So you got a, a taste of really, you know, uh, some of the really good years of, of tech football too, right? You know, 07 through. Uh, I, I could, you know, uh, tell people I got the experience. 36 win in my tech career. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I try to tell, I'm like, I like, I know everybody talk about the 90, what, 97 through 99. I'm like, man, I really went through a golden year, like, of tech football. Like, I went to, you know, appeared in two ACC championships, won one, you know, went to a New Year's Bowl, with two New Year's Bowl. So, it's, uh, it's, you know, great times, but going from, you say, what was the difference between Coach Johnson and Chan Gailey? everything <laughs> like just, just i mean put it mildly everything like um uh, but you know you got to understand chan was coming from that nfl style so 
practice was a little more relaxed, but you know, it kind of you know took care of the players more. A lot of mental reps. You know, we did of course our Tuesday, you know, pass hitting everything like that. But um, it, it'll take like for me to tell you to also go to another guy who was a part of that 018. Like that summer 2008 had to be the hottest year of you know. Now, I've been alive because the, the heat mixed with Coach Johnson, we hitting pads every day, one versus one. Like the mental, we like, whoa, 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 whoa. You so we're, we're tackling five <laughs> days a week. And, you know, that's during the time we also still had two a day. So we're we're hitting at 9, 8, or at 9, 10 a.m. And we also doing the same thing at, you know, 2, 45, 3. So it, it the, just, the pure physicality of practice like changed dramatically. Like we were actually hitting, and you know, I was a you know, strong believer of you know, you practice how you play. So you no, know, there was a few times with Gailey. You now, hey, he had to pull me to the sideline because I was going too fast. I was like hitting people like too hard. I know, like these are your teammates. We need them Saturday. You hitting them? I'm like, well, they can handle me here. I mean, Saturday should be no problem. So, but when you know, Coach Johnson got there. That was no issue. You know, we want you no know, iron sharpen <laughs> iron, right? You know, I, I try to blow Dwyer or Nesbitt up every time. And you know what? They tried to do the exact same. Like, so it, that's what it, and it essentially became the iron and sharpen iron. Like, those guys, we tried to, you know, bust the offense ass and they tried to do the same. And that was the funny thing about having Coach Johnson as a coach, you know, being the, you know, the option, you know, flex on was his baby. Like, if the defense got the better part of that offense, we were standing on the field <laughs> until the offense finally won a couple of reps. So, you know, you know, you think practice might be over, you know, they blow the horn, like, nah, nah, fuck that. No, we're gonna go go again. So he was like that ultra competitive guy. And that's that's something I loved about him. Like he hated losing. Like a win was yeah, ho hum, but you we lost. Nah, he it was uh uh-uh. uh. It wasn't in his DNA. So physicality and just the like the up and competitiveness, like the just competitive mentality, just changed drastically. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely see that, and I, I feel like you know, I, I can't can't speak obviously for the program that I'm, you know, not there, but I, I feel like that's kind of what Coach Key's trying to do. Um, I, I felt like when Collins was there, it was just like he preached like competition is king. But I feel like you, you can't like replicate that stuff unless you're doing it in practice. You know, like you gotta be, you gotta be doing that. And you know, I know guys know. Of course, if Collins was the first person I ever saw when I stepped oh, on campus. Yeah, because you were so, he was recruiting yeah. coordinator. Right. So when I, as soon as my mom and my, my cousin opened the door, Coach Collins greeted me on campus. He's the first person I saw in Georgia when I. Uh, I came there this summer, summer of 06. So, like I said, he always been a you know, cool dude. Kind of same, kind of quirky. But sometimes you can't re- try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, you want to do you know, all all these you know, quirky, you know, different things. I mean, hey, I mean, they work, they work, they don't, they don't. But, you know. I really just think he just got kind of overwhelmed in the whole process and just, you know, start just throwing stuff against the wall and see what stick. And obviously there's 
you you like saying you thought you had a plan then you you know keep trying to revamping your plan instead of sticking it to your guns and and it just became his demise like it's but you know yeah which it's it's kind of shocking because i feel like you know i mean he's he's been at big programs i mean i feel like that's what that's the thing though like that's what like he, sold him. He's been successful. You're right. He's been successful yeah. at those programs. So yeah. you know, it is it's kind of weird, you know, that you I guess kind of you, you say trust the process and you don't do so. And it's just weird. So, you know, but now I got a feeling, you know, you know, how things go with uh this coaching world that we probably seeing him soon. Um as a DC somewhere. You know, yeah. if, if if Bob Petrino can get a job back at the place, the uh, the, uh, the scene of the crime, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, uh, Collins will find his way somewhere. So, you, you think they got that neck brace, you know, uh, framed up there at Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to blow that up. Yeah, put him in the neck brace and just blow it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see that at every stadium he oh, goes yeah. to next year. Yeah, like like saying the jokes write themselves. Like. The fact that you know, I guess they're they're so desperate that they will hire him back after you know his transgressions, yeah. But you know that's yeah, the business man. we in, man. Yeah. I hope Gotta so. Win. I hope so badly that he's the interim coach at some point next season. <laughs> that would it would be too good. I it's almost probable at this point, you know, especially with all the losses they had in the transfer portal. Like, yeah, I don't I don't see them. I don't see them being you no know, very good next year. So it's almost probable that he could possibly be the you know, and is that this, will be TV magic right there. Isn't KJ Jefferson transfer now? Yep. Oh yep. boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's their offense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so said, what what are your thoughts on all this? You know, this wasn't really going on as much when when you were uh, at Tech, but the transfer portal, NIL. Um, just give us your two cents on this state of college <sighs> okay so if you know this kind of back history my class is one of the was the i guess the the fire starters of all of this we was the first guys to actually get the the compensation or i guess raise the question of you know playing uh ncaa and you know doing the downloadable rosters and like hold up hold up hold up i'm in this game and, and what well, don't you say the NFL guys get some kind of check for this? So I'm in the game, and I'm not getting a check like the NFL guys. Like, like so, so we're kind of ones like, hmm, the light bulb kind of went on. So, but to answer your question, I mean, I love it. You know, I always thought, you know, that you know everybody has their freedoms of you know getting the side or a piece of the pie, and except the players. And I'm all for, you know, what's going on. Yeah, could it be regulated some? Of course. But, I mean, as they say, man, Dr. Dunn keeps saying, only in America, man, it's, it's capitalism. Everybody getting their piece, you know, why not the player? So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, honestly. Um, the trend, Like saying, I mean, I had some ideas, maybe we can, how we can, you know, curtail it. You know, I always thought about, you know, how uh, how the NFL do it, like with uh, the so compensatory okay. picks. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not even sure with the salary cap. You know, cause at that point, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have to consider them employees, and that, oh, that, yeah. that gets in, yeah, That's that gets in all time. Of, yeah, so you know, like, hey, let's do compensatory picks. You know, hey, you take one of our players, you know, 
you got to allocate money or allocate a scholarship to the school that you, you know you induced a player from something like that. That kind of kind of curtail some of the uh, stuff going on. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like saying scholarships are the lifeblood of your program. So if you know you put something like that in place, uh, I'm pretty sure it possibly can slow things down. But just in the in general, I'm all for it. Like saying you if you can make seventy mil to not coach. Yeah, there's um there there's money out there for the players to to get a little piece of it. Yeah, that's seventy six mil. That's stupid. Hey, I'm, yeah, little yeah. seventy six mil. Man, yeah, that's you forgot six mil. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, let me just yeah. Oh, yeah, that couch money right there. That's Jeez, six mil. Man. Yeah. yeah, I mean the good thing is, I, I, tech fans got nothing to complain about because I I mean it's done nothing. You know, people complain about uh. Uh, Jameer, you know, leaving, but like overall, it's helped us this last season. You know, you can't it, do so it. much. And I, I've been, I, I've been a, a you know proponent of that. I, I always said that I always thought a portal would be a net positive for, for Georgia Tech. You know, just you no know, location alone, and what we have to offer, you know, academically, you know, from master programs and you know everything else, just location. Like now, we have a legitimate offense, a legitimate head coach. You know, we're going to get there on defense, but we'll get there later. You know, we'll talk talk about that, you know, later <laughs> on. But, we, we, but, you know, we have a solid place to for guys to land. Not, not, just from high school also, not just transfer portals, but, you know, I, I think this will be – what we saw this coming year will be a sign of things to come. And eventually we'll have us – playing in the ACC championship sooner than later. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I, I saw uh, just the other day that if we still had the old ACC, like the Coastal and the Atlantic, we'd we be in the championship <laughs> game. I know. Right. Yeah, we have a championship <laughs> game. You know, and cause Which, I can't, even without playing, like, I, I mean, do you guys feel not confident in beating, not beating Duke or Virginia Tech? I know, of course, we didn't play them this year, but I don't see no reason why we couldn't beat those two teams either. If, you know, the Coastal was still – the coastal so um yeah that's yeah that's crazy to think about yeah you know georgia tech coastal champions 2023 yeah i mean as far as the transfers go i mean it's definitely never been a more exciting time i mean i like literally you open twitter like every mm-hmm. 10 minutes and you see <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody else is on the portal it's like i mean it's it, the news is is off the charts um it's just crazy all the tampering that's going on behind the scenes that all these players know where they're going before it's even yeah yeah le- crazy, legally man. time to talk. But um, right, yeah, because it's not till Monday, what the fourth that it's yeah. officially open. Yeah, right. But, well, like five players today from Tech posting like cryptic tweets. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Like, just <laughs> just go ahead. It's like oh, we don't need a need the yeah. drama here. Just if you're going, you're going. You staying, you staying. It's cool, you know. You got you have that freedom to do so. There's no need for. Maybe they just like jacking with us fans, you know. I I mean, I would do it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah, I like saying I just understand. No, okay, that's no eighteen to twenty-two year old. So I I I get them their grace and no wish them well, no ill will. You know, no tech ain't for everybody. So good luck, but you know. As I say, the portal give us, the portal take us. So that's right. So I, I expect some some big names, some productive players to come through. 
uh, the portal for us. So yeah. we'll see in the next few weeks. But uh, yeah. well, said you, you mentioned you know we talked about us maybe you know winning the coastal championship technically this year, but uh, in that you know group of teams, actually forget it. You, you had some other years too where we traveled about a bit. What was your favorite away game to play at? And like, what was like the coolest away experience? And also, what was the shittiest? I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think Nick Kelly um, said Arkansas sucked. So. <laughs> okay. Man, I mean, there's nothing like Death Valley on the lights. I mean, that playing, um, I guess it didn't turn out well for us uh, in 06. The purple out for yeah. Clemson, the uh, Thunder and Lightning game of CJ Spiller and James Davis. But, you know, Death Valley is always a great place. You know, I always went there with a chip on my shoulder, of course, and being from South Carolina. But um, I always tell people this, you know, I guess you can ask others, the most underrated atmosphere in the ACC is uh, North Carolina State. Carter Finley State uh, is amazing. I had, I like, whoa, okay. I mean, they're a little, you know, I guess they feel a little slighted. You know, yeah. they're like the uh, the ugly sister of the, the teams in the, in the, uh, the triangle. Um, and they they bring it, and with how the, the configuration of the stadium, like the stands, is only about maybe five feet away from the players, so you get every insult, you hit every little thing there, like they they're like hurling like you no know, curse words at you all game long. So it that's one of the probably top three atmospheres, and of course, dope, you know, playing at mm. Dope Campbell was. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. Um, Spitting on the lightning game. It's crazy. Yeah. It was like, but um, just seeing that, you know, that, that structure that, you know, you walk and come in a bus and you see that, you know, brick facade, you know, stadium. You're like, okay, then you start hearing a chance, Chief Osceola. It, that's, you know, so those are top three for me. Shittiest? Oh, man. You got to say, Duke. Um, <laughs> Was it Wallace Man, Wade Stadium or whatever? Wallace Wallace Wade? I mean, it's, you know, pre-construction. I've, I've heard they've done some things, um, but you know, that time, of course, you you got the long walk from the um, from the visitor locker room. The visitor locker room was horrible, cold, like no hot water. Um, Man, it was shitty. Uh, and of course, and like I said, I played. Um, I think we were the actual. I want to say we were the last game for Miami in the Orange Bowl. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it had sentimental value, but it was trash. It was a dunk. The Orange Bowl was horrible. Um, and I, of course, yeah, even you know, well, I guess Hard Rock now pre pre uh, before uh, the Marlins got their new um, baseball stadium, that was horrible too. Like saying, we, I mean, playing on the baseball field, like it literally. I mean, I hear people talk about the AstroTurf was just being pretty much uh, a carpet with cement under it, like. That's how it felt like we were playing on cement that day. So, uh, so Duke and Miami was probably the worst. Yeah, yeah, and I know like turf's like a huge issue in the NFL right now. You know, they talk about like the coconut husks versus uh, <laughs> yeah, turf yeah, you're right, right. Yeah, it's just not good for anybody. Like, yeah, see what that's, I, I don't know. Like saying I, I don't know. It, it's two different things. Like. Cause I never had an issue with you know the Georgia Dome or uh, mm. or I never hear anybody say anything about uh, the bins, you know. Uh, so I guess it's just you know your manufacturer or whoever or like I said, what what infill you're getting? Cause you know I've heard you know 
talk about uh, what's this, what's the say uh, midlife. No, oh yeah, the, yeah. So I everyone complains about the the turf and you know, on midlife feeling you know, on New York, but um, I'm like saying I never had an issue with it personally. You know, I guess this is one of those things like I got so many plays and so many assignments on my mind. Kind <laughs> of like the turf is like the last thing I I was thinking about. So, uh, but. I guess it's, it's where wherever the stadium is or whoever doing it because like I never heard anything out of the Benz or of Georgia Dome, so kudos to Arthur I guess. Uncle Arthur's always looking out for us. Yeah, he's always looking out, man. That's a that's a great venue. I I really enjoy my I re, I enjoy myself every time I go to the Benz. Yeah. Uh, Chase's family yeah. hooked us up with the uh, on field tour passes. It was cool to see. Like you don't realize how up in the air that eye really is until you sit, sit you know stand like on the field level and you're like holy shit right yeah you're like <laughs> like whoa right uh, yeah that's crazy um and they had like ludicrous like uh <laughs> coming down from the ceiling yeah, yeah coming yeah. down from the ceiling like that i'm like yeah i don't think there's no money in the world for me to do that right there like, <laughs> that's, but, that's a way to go now <laughs> but yeah but like saying that's that's some you know trusting arthur i guess you know yeah i, I agree with what you said about nc state though um my dad got his undergrad at NC State, and yeah, they're they're a proud bunch up there. I mean, right? They, you know, yeah, it's not always like, you know, they're they're not ever gonna be like national title competitor. I mean, maybe they will one day, but like, Doran's got them, you know, winning eight yeah. nine games a year right now. Like they're they're right. doing good, and um, like, they got max ass, yeah, just like us, whatever. But yeah, they're like, I mean, they're they're proud and they're mm-hmm. loud and they show up, so. No, yeah, no, matter how, yeah. no matter how bad they are, you know, so right? I, I respect it. Yeah, I respect. Yeah, I like I, said, I tell everybody that they were like everybody look at me. What? I'm like, yeah, you you have to be there to to actually see it. Like, I mean, of course they the I guess the other engineering school too because I believe they they produce a lot of uh North Carolina's engineers, so they know they got a little I guess a little smarty about themselves also, but you know they always feel slighted by the other two, so they. They're they're a rowdy bunch, you know. They they definitely showed themselves when we played up there, for sure. Um, so you coming from the defensive side of the ball, what do you think for for us to take the next step? What do you think is the biggest area that we need to improve? Like getting some more. Wins? I mean, my mindset. Hmm. Um, it's just it's from a young age. Um, I learned that you cannot. You cannot play, you know, football, especially defensive football, without a lack of urgency or a lack of physical, uh, a lack of physicality. Like you have to be a physical football team. You cannot, you know, you can't cheat defensive football. You're gonna have to hit somebody, or you're gonna be hit. So once we adapt that style throughout all eleven positions, you know, guys gonna come up whether my shoulder hurting, whether my knee is hurting, or whether, you know, this guy is, you know, 6'8", 300. I got to think I'm 6'9", 350, and I'm going to take him out. I got to I gotta feel like I'm going to win my battle, individual battle, at every snap of the game. So this mindset has to change on that side of the ball immediately for us to have – to be where we want to be. Yeah. Or, or to be able to play complimentary because we don't have to be – what our offense produced this year, if we are average, we're talking about a really, really good team right now. Like, yeah. 
So um, just my mindset, you know, and um, and I know, you know, me personally, it took me about 18 months to fully understand. Like, you can play the game, but understanding the game is totally different. It took me about 18 months under to know the system to – when I say understand the game, I know what the cornerback is doing. I know what the safety is doing. I know what the D tackle, D end. I know what every, every 11 position on that field is doing. So once you get that, you know that, that's when you can start building the chemistry with, you know, your teammates and you can start building that trust. Hey, this form, I recognize this formats. They might do this right here. So, hey, if he do, if what's coming, I expect him, hey, trust me, I'm going to go ahead and make this play like this. So, so that, you know, just understanding defense and physicality. Once we get those two things, we'll be on our way. And maybe, you know, I, I don't want to make you answer this question for, you know, the team, but, you know, you saw instances this year where you would see guys waiting for the runner to come to them, right? Or <laughs> And, and is, that, is that more like I'm not trusting the guys in front of me or is it like what? No, that's. That's um I don't trust myself mm. because you know you waiting you waiting to make something you're you're being reactive instead of proactive Reactive. because you know those last three games I missed this tackle so I, you tell me make this tackle make this tackle make this tackle so I'm gonna put myself in this you know this thought I'm gonna wait for him to come to me instead of go to him so I can ensure that I don't make I make the tackle and and. And at that point, you gave up another additional five yards. And in some cases, you still didn't make the tackle. So it's kind of, even though it was a moot point. So it's just, you know, battling those demons in your head, you know, of after making mistakes constantly that you try to overcompensate. And you do things like that. So, you know, I can speak to experience. I've done that before. But I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nah, that's not how. No, <laughs> we can't do. You can't do that. Nah. Yeah. So, yeah, we you know, like you saying, you and you see the other people playing physical. You no know, other defenses playing physical like that. You know, you understand quickly. Like that's that's not a brand of football that you want to play. No, and, and you know we don't want to single anybody out. Right? No, no, no. Constructive yeah. criticism. Constructive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, that's in my interpretation. That's what it yeah. is. It's definitely just. No, competing with your brain at that point, you're like I gotta make this tackle. So I know last time I went up and tried to tackle him, I whipped. So if I do this, you know, hey, he'll it'll be much easier. And in most cases, it's not. So yeah, so yeah, it's part of that yeah. mindset. Said so, I, yeah. I, I think you were at the you were at the game, weren't you? The the Georgia game, anyway. Yes, I was at the Georgia game. Yes. When you were cutting up for coach's couch, I know me and Chase, you know, we got. I had to give my tickets to my cousin, which is fine. Um, you know, he's a tech fan, so didn't didn't fill the stadium with red calling people out. But uh, you know, we had to listen to the uh, we had to listen to flipping ESPN. Uh, I finally like, heard it today too. Yeah, that's I what was I was like, gonna ask. Oh you, my god! Oh my god! What the flip, dude? You know, oh Georgia Tech. This is the first three and out they you know forced dot dot dot. Okay. Minus the two turnovers. I'm like, right? Yeah, it was, it was bad. You doing, Greg? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what was, you know, their problem was, but with one, you know, just identity alone with, you know, the Georgia Tech apparel and identity, 
I've been a strong proponent of state on um, Jacket Online a few times that either the AA need to figure out some way to, I, I, I referenced Mississippi State, not Mississippi, Oh Miss, I'm sorry, of uh, each ticket, hey, or when you do the schedule, we're wearing blue this day, gold yeah. this day, white this day, on each, like, label each game. So what, what one of the biggest issues came with the UGA game, and I'm glad I was there for to actually dispel what Shaman Don and McElroy were saying because it definitely wasn't a, 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 a UGA crowd. Of course, Tech fans came out there with their blue and their black jackets and, you know, all different colors. And, all, and sometimes that tends to blend in with the, <laughs> with, with the you know, UGA black. So, of course, it may look like that, but, you know, Tech fans, I'm very proud that we showed up loud and ready to go. And it definitely wasn't a, a UGA uh, takeover this time. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was two years ago. And, no. I mean, and it it was cold too. I mean, so it's like you know, it, it's it's not gonna right. be like old. we don't have white je- who yeah. except for females, and it's not to be sexist or nothing. But guys yeah. don't wear white sweatshirt. white jackets, right? Right, exactly. So it uh, we we just have, might have to bite the bullet because, like I said, it it, it creates this like what's going on, like. Uh, because yeah. when our navy blended with the black, and I'm like, oh, I was like, okay, is that a UGA fan? But no, but no. To my surprise, there were a lot of you know, as the dealer call it, sand gold and uh, a lot of uh, tech gold in in the stand. So you know, they might have their their navy or dark colored jacket on, but you could also see the gold, uh, gold and white within. So hey, they didn't. Yeah, it was no re- no reason to. To put that lie out there, you know like saying like, there was no need for the the SEC bias on our telecast like that. It was an ACC telecast, exactly. Like, like what? A- a- ABC, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was, think, yeah. Wow, yeah. We were the home. We were the home team. Home so team. Yes, it, okay. I, yeah, it, it it should be. I mean, just be neutral. Like there's no right. need for some of the commentary that. Like so I finally was like, okay, what everybody talking about? I'm like, oh yeah, they, I don't know why. <laughs> They, they, he still didn't go for it on fourth down. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what? Oh, like, I'm like, we took the lead. Like, we took the lead, right? Yeah, it's the first quarter. Like, you can't Kings, be King's been prone out. to mistakes. I'm like, right, yeah. That a quarterback so, keeper in the end zone. Shut up, dude. Like, what right. are you talking so, about? And then Molly so, McGrath, Molly McGrath oh, asked right. Herbie, like, what are you most mad about right now? He's like, I'm not mad. I just want, like, yeah, how dumb? What are you? What are you asking me? Like, it was just. I, I will say there was some most UGA fans shut up for the most part. It was good, but and I promise you, um, I've been. I actually went to the, uh, of course, growing up a South Carolina guy. I grew up a South Carolina fan, so I went to UGA South Carolina. Uh, I've been to quite a few UGA games. You know, been to the, of course, the previous uh, clean up fashion hate. This is the quietest I've ever seen UGA. I didn't hear no bar. I mean, you know, they tried to get the chance going. It was like, uh, like this game wasn't right. They felt that something in their spirit, like, okay, we won, but we got kind of exposed. Uh, yeah, this game. So you better watch out, Jalen Miller. Yeah, yeah. Ho- like, hopefully, you no. Know, I guess to their credit, that you know, Bama doesn't run the same type of scheme we do. 
but that may change Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean after after seeing the success we had, they don't like I said they didn't run they don't run quite the same stuff we do, but that may change Saturday after seeing the success we had. So yeah, no. Uh well, I mean actually that kind of brings us into another question we we you know thought about, but you know offensive growth uh, this year, you know we led the ACC in rushing, um, and then you kind of mentioned it, you know Buster Buster's got a lot more creativity. Uh, they don't. Bama doesn't run the same thing we do, but like, you know, we saw they put Singleton in movement, you know, in formation on Saturday to kind of get him, right? you know, more one-on-one up, one-on-one matchups. And then I think on Coach Coach Couch, he showed, you know, the motion uh, to see whether we were in zone or man. Um, what do you think is the next step that we're going to take uh, offensively? You know, we haven't seen transfer portal. We, you know, we have oh. improvement and we still got – Bowl, bowl season for us to to make some uh, improvements, but you know, what do you think is the next step there? Um, similar to the defense, um, chemistry. Um, we're gonna, you know, trust in all eleven guys on the field. Um, you know, anticipating that when I throw you the ball, that you're gonna catch it. That I can, I can have faith that you're gonna, you know, beat this man on your route. That you know, my old line is gonna make this this block. So just just improving on the chemistry and um. We need that we one more playmaker, whether it's on the outside or tight end. Um, yeah. Just one more playmaker, just to because you know, of course, guys want to see what you know Singleton and Rutherford can do uh, out in space. But we need that one guy, you know, we reliable guy. We know can when I throw it to him, he'll give me a, he'll move the chain, or yeah. you know, he'll make that catch. He'll make that fifty fifty catch. So we need one more playmaker on the outside, whether it's tight end or uh, or uh, or a wide receiver. You know, no, I'm hoping you no know, Leo can be that guy. But, you know, if we have to go to, into the portal and, and find that guy, I hope we do. Because you know, now you're like saying you're truly playing 11 on 11 football. You know, you know with King's running ability. You know, and what Singleton and Rutherford brings on the outside, and Jamal Haynes brings out in the backfield. You know, it like we we could be something special. Yeah, yeah. Well, listeners, uh, thinking. Speaking of something special, we're on a special number three beer. Uh, and we let that go a little long, and we're okay with that because this has been a fantastic, uh, fantastic pod was said so far. But uh, just wanted to let everyone know we're on beer number three. Another one was said. I know you're, you know, very active in the Jackets online community. What What are your thoughts on some of the comments that you read on there from time to time? <laughs> There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of weird stuff that gets said on the message boards. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I'm kind of lighthearted. I, take, I don't take much. I, I, I mean, I'm certain stuff, but I stuff like that. I don't really take serious. But like saying, it, it's crazy. You know, I was telling you guys, you know, you can, four people can see the same thing mm-hmm. and you get these crazy different perspectives. I'm like, how how did you even derive to that point conclusion right there? So it's just, I just kind of like chuckle off, it off and like, okay, yeah, all right. All right, <laughs> yeah. Like so, it's you know it's different, but you know I'm but I enjoy being you know in a realm with other passionate you know yeah. Yellow Jacket fans, and it's it's a doozy sometimes, man. Because you can see some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> like some like yeah. some crazy you know ten four type deals, but you know it's all good. It's all love. That's right. I if it makes you feel better, and I'm on or managing our account on Instagram. We're on some of those similar type forms too. And it's even more wild out there. Hey, hey, uh, I'm glad you said that. I, yeah. Oh my God. 
and I guess that's why I'm there because Jacket Alon is it's pretty tame. Yeah. Compared yeah. to that, I I had to remove myself from the Facebook groups or just mute them. I couldn't I couldn't deal with the the Facebook groups. Facebook groups. Oh boy, yeah. The the yeah the Georgia Tech Facebook groups or pages. I yeah just read some of the commentary on there. I'm like, okay, yeah, let me <laughs> yeah, let me see myself out. You know, it's it's you, it's you different. Get, yeah, you get Martha from 1975 say something. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let yeah. that. I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, we should have ran the ball on fourth and twenty or something like this. Yeah. <laughs> my, so, yeah. I will say my favorite is when someone will dissect something you said and pull like the third, like the third word out and say, "Said, you know, I got something. You know, what are you talking about? You're contradicting yourself." And you're like, "What the <laughs> f- are you talking about?" Yeah, man? I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> man, okay, man, appreciate it, man. You know, yeah. thank you. Thank you for your perspective. You know, hey, but, at least everybody's yeah. passionate for the jacket. So. Hey, we, we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we. <laughs> well, said really appreciate it, man. Uh, appreciate everything you do for, you know, even the the sidewalk fans, the tech fans, breaking down film, uh, making the game relatable, helping people digest, you know, uh, what we see every weekend, and uh, appreciate everything. I guess that's. I'm sorry to cut you. And that's the question I have for you guys. So, are oh, you yeah. guys? Are you guys learning? Are you guys actually like picking up things, or do you oh, see yeah. anything? See the game different now? Or, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I was a really good Alpha Gam uh, flag football coach. So I really, <laughs> that's why I, really I like saw to hear. the game. But that's no, why no, I like to hear. No, I, I think uh, I can't remember what I don't remember. This was a few years ago. I remember you broke down some quarters coverage. And I was like, bro, I had no idea what the hell they were running. <laughs> you brought that out, and I was like. This guy's a whiz. <laughs> you know, my Pee Wee football experiences, you know, we're going to line up in Tampa 2 every three out of four <laughs> plays, and then we're going to play man on the fourth, okay? Like, right. <laughs> but no, no, it's – it's. I think it's hugely beneficial. I think the good things, you know, you, you read the comments after, and, and people are like, you know, man, you nailed it. Like, I don't know what they were thinking on this play. You know, there's some constructive criticism, but a lot of times you're like, oh – you also lift up the uh, lift up the players too, and, and what we're doing. You can kind of see like the the positive direction, especially this year uh, with some of the offensive movement. I like that. Um, yeah, that was one of my biggest criticisms of Pat Noel. Like we were such a stat- like static. I mean, you just static. Like what are we like? You let the dictate the on defense dictate everything being that way. So that's one of my biggest. Uh, I guess pluses for a Buster partner that we're moving. We're we're making a defense think. We're making a defense move, react to what we're doing. So, you know, so I'm always, you know, about being progressive, you know, whether it's like I'm sending the house, I'm blitzing, I'm blitzing seven, you gotta make a quick decision. Or or like I say, I'm I'm moving you know, wide receivers, I'm shifting, I'm motion, doing all that stuff like that. But um I'm glad you guys are you know, I always enjoy talking football, man. My wife tells me shut the hell up sometimes. Like <laughs> Um, I was like, "Hey, man, you see this formation right here? There's yeah. more than there. Like, there's a eighty percent chance they're gonna do this right here. Like, I don't want to hear that. I just want to watch the game. So, I'm <laughs> I'm glad I'm I'm able to, you know, to take what out. I know and yeah, and just kind of yeah, just kind of nerd out because yeah, you know, it, it also for me and, and you know, not to get too all you know, think PC and whatever. Like, you know, football players get the, the connotation of you no know, dumb jocks or like." Yeah. Football is a really complex game. Like, they, 
as some of you guys can see of some of the concepts or some of the things like you have to do on a like a split second decision like your eyes have to see it and it has to you know compute to your brain like 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 dumb people really couldn't do a lot of the stuff yeah. that they required to them so i and that's like one of the biggest things i want to re, like relay to folks man like it, i mean like you can't be dumb and play this game at a high level so no no that's so why I, I try to, i try to you know break the game down you know and as layman as i can and i hope that's coming across also because i know sometimes it can get you know very uh you know philosophical but i hope hopefully you know it's translating you guys really enjoy it now because i enjoy doing it yeah no i mean not to pat my own back but i was i was thinking after watching the game you know live i was like uh i bet you said brings up the little pass play to brett seiler and then you did it was a triple option. I read it. Like, hey, I was like, yeah, yep. I'm pretty much, you know, the next Buster Faulkner. I've been taking notes. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I, I nerded out so bad seeing that play because it likes the eyes. It was, so, it was I can't... beautiful, dude. Right. And, you know, and just seeing the, I guess, as you see the game more and more, you see a base play and you see the plays that build off of those plays. And you be like, oh, shit. Like, what? I didn't know we could. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so you know that been that play's been set up for since week one. You know, just running your basic read option. You know, usually we, we did it early. We just sent you know Dylan uh, Leonard in the flat. You know, so ran the same play. You now ran him upfield. Like oh shit, I never. I don't, I don't think I ever seen that. I know people say Lincoln Riley ran it before. I've never seen that play before. Mm, never. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, kudos to uh, Buster Fawn. Yeah, that's been cool. Well, I don't have anything. Chase, you got anything? No, man. I, yes, I really appreciate it. Um, taking the time out of your day. You know, you got three three daughters at the house, so yeah, yeah we'll let you go, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, hey, thanks, thanks for the break. Yeah, we, we always love talking to jackets, and uh, definitely appreciate your perspective. And uh, absolutely, well, thank you guys for having me. Yep. Thanks.